0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Saturday and Sunday, it's the 32nd annual All-American 400 at the Fairground Speedway Nashville. Presented by Freeman Web Company. It's the return of the super light model, ready to do 800 laps of gear jamming, door slamming battle. On the high banks of the Fairground Speedway Nashville, over 120 drivers competing for the cab. Two incredible days of racing action. On Saturday, green flag drops at 5.30 and featuring the legend, pro mods, front runners, your stock, super street, and the Sportsman Series. Also on Saturday, free bouncy house for the kids, money drop, and TV giveaway. And then on Sunday, get ready for the big one. At 12 noon, the green flag drops on the All-American 400. It's pro late models and super late models battling for the prize. For times and tickets, go to FairgroundSpeedwayNashville.com. It's the big one. October 1st and 2nd, the 32nd annual All-American 400. Presented by Freeman Web Company at the Fairground Speedway Nashville, where the legends continues. continue it's monday night and it's time to get rowdy catch up on this week in arca and nascar with news and comment plus you never know who will stop by for a visit right here on the rowdy mag show here's your weekly radio duo rowdy and mark
2: All right, welcome back to a Monday Night with Rowdy Maglite show. And helping me in this game tonight is my Chi Town duel, Chi Town Mark and Jack Man Jeff. Welcome to the show, guys. Great to hang out with you this weekend.
3: Well, Rowdy, it's hey, always Rod- better at the races when we're together. And it was a great time. And uh, boy, we got a great show tonight to talk about it, huh? I'm telling hey, Roddy, you, Rowdy, uh, how
4: you
2: doing? Doing great, Jeff. Doing great. It was good to hang out with you this weekend. I couldn't keep yeah, up was. with you, but I, I tried. Well, you can try, thought, but you're
5: not
2: going to be able to. Uh, well, every t- chance I got to pull some slack, I like keep from hustling up with the, uh, our credentials yesterday, and I'll take them because I'm going to hang around and go up and see everybody before I left. Guys, what a race. I played that little bit from uh, the 400. Because we had a great time, and Tony Formosa and everybody at the fairgrounds. Even seen Adam Mackey there; he was working the microphone. And one thing I've always come out that Tony Formosa loves to do, guys. He loves to be down in Victory Lane, shaking up that big bottle of champagne and spraying everybody down.
3: <laughs> it was a it, it was a uh, a big success rowdy and and a very festive victory lane to say the least and uh donnie wilson was most deserving of that champagne spray shower and uh uh it was, it was good to see a a, a long time racer like himself pull off that big win
2: guys you know uh i talked to several people today about it it was uh some more good racing you was able to see you was able to see the cream rise to the top, and and boy, did it come to the top! A hundred laps and not a caution flag, and they bring it in under a control caution. I kind of liked it. It made for great racing all day.
3: I I, I think uh, the 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 competition caution after so many laps is a great idea for a race like that. Uh, I know Jeff and I have a little disagreement on the pit procedures with the controlled pit stops, but it's a, it's a cost-effective way of 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 trying to keep you know the money down a little bit more for a big race like that. And I, I think we're going to see more and more of it, Jeff. And we've we've already seen it a few times this year at other big races. So. Uh, well, I
5: would I wouldn't say it was more of a disagreement on it, you know. It, we we've been around so much this year where you were used to the live pit stops in the ARCA series and, you know, it, it just caught I was expecting that and it just caught me by surprise because I'm used to shooting and <laughs> coming in,
3: going well, around, getting yeah, real quick, but we, we, we but we had discussed the 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 nuances of it and and uh, yeah it's it's a cost effective way of of helping these guys so they don't have to bring a full pit crew or rent a pit crew to like we do see at the Arkin series when you know race time comes all of a sudden the pit crew comes rolling on in from uh uh the pit road or the pit school so yeah, you're right it it was a little different. We also you know although we saw familiar faces this weekend. It wasn't like an ARCA race where we know everybody, and we kind of missed that. I,
2: I missed it, too. But, hey, you know, it's it's great to meet new people, too. If you hadn't been to a super late model, you better make your plans to be at the 50th annual Snowball Derby. Tim Bryant puts on a heck of a show, and everybody loves to be part of something nostalgic. That's the weekend to be there, isn't it, guys? We were there last year. Wonderful time. Of, It's great racing. Oh, and
5: especially being the 50th year, Roddy, it's, it's actually bringing some people down because it is the 50th year that haven't run there in many years. Uh, like Rich Bickle Jr. From Wisconsin. He's, I think he's got the most wins down there. Uh, he hasn't been around for about six or seven years and, uh, he's going to come down and run it again. And, you know, a lot of people are coming down because it's the 50th year. So it's, Got to bring a lot of people out and a lot of good people. It should be a great show.
2: Well, guys, we, we're going to talk about a lot more about that on the top of the next hour. But uh, on this one, kind of give what's going on at 7:10. Hey, we're lucky enough to have Natalie Decker back on uh, with Venerini Motorsports. Looking forward to having her on. She brings a crowd when she comes on. Uh, we got Bob Lemons coming back with a Winchester 400 coming up. What,
3: this weekend? Isn't that right, Mark? We got the Winchester 400. Yes, we do, Rowdy. Uh, 400 more laps of super late-mile racing. We have uh, 34 entries at this moment. Uh, a handful of drivers we saw this past weekend are also entered next weekend's race. Uh, Jeff and I will be covering the race for the show, and Jeff will be sending those great photos to everybody on race day. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh this is uh this is the big race time of year and uh we like going to big races.
2: Well uh after Bob Lemons, now Bob was a great guest, guys, last time. I mean the historian of Winchester and its it's mystique and nostalgia is all of its own. Uh then we've got luckily enough again we're gonna have the winner of the All American four hundred, Donnie Wilson in that uh number two car. Uh Got to spend a few minutes with Donnie yesterday, 48 years old, been chasing that dream to grab that guitar for 10 years and actually got it to take home last night with
3: him. <laughs> I, I can't remember seeing as an emotional exit out of a car as we saw yesterday with Donnie Wilson. Uh, wouldn't you say, Jeff? <laughs> oh,
5: yes. He was very excited. Like Roddy said, he, you know, yes. Even they were talking about the young guns there, and for the, not I don't want to call him the old man, but for the, the old man to come out and pull it off and beat the young guns at their own game, uh, he was very excited. He's been trying to get this for a long time. I guess he came back in third a few years back, and he's, this is one of the ones he really wanted to get, and uh, I think it meant a lot to him, and then he finally got it.
3: Well you know, the great thing about it, Jeff, is we're gonna to get to see him again this weekend down in Winchester because he's entered for that too. So we know he can win those big races. Let's hope maybe he can uh, he can be the first one to pull off the the triple. Uh Nashville, Winchester and the Derby. Uh and he's very capable of doing that. So I I'm looking forward to seeing him next week and see how he runs. Yeah. Well it'll it's
5: it's a different track, so we'll see. You know, it's a.
3: Oh, uh, Nashville can just turn around and bite you so hard, but so can Na- or Winchester too. So, yeah, they're 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 different tracks. They're both really really fast race tracks. and uh, quick race for 400 laps yesterday, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but
5: uh-huh. there was both, like there was not very many cautions had a lot of long green laps a lot of the cautions that were there were just the competition ones so and the fact there was only 23 cars and we kind of talked a little bit before the race that we thought maybe there would be less cautions because of that uh yeah so that's what helped speed up the race i believe
2: it, it went fast did it guys
3: yeah, it did, Rowdy. I, I mean, it's a long race. Uh, we're not. Let's not kid ourselves. We were there for, you know, a good part. Of, we were there all afternoon watching racing, and uh, 400 laps, even at a quick pace, takes a while. So, uh, but no, the, the lack of cautions. Uh, and Rowdy, we were talking earlier, and you said you were looking off across the infield. There wasn't a lot of junk laying around because nobody pulled a car up really.
2: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Mark. There was nothing. I mean, I was there when the infield was kind of cleaned out, and there wasn't a scrap of nothing left down there. So it was a clean race. Hey, guys, if y'all ready, we're going to bring in our next guest.
5: I'm ready. Bring it on, Roddy.
2: All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome back for second time to the Rowdy Maglot Show, Natalie Decker, driver for Venturini Motorsports. Welcome back, Natalie. Thank
0: you for having me.
2: Well, Natalie, we've enjoyed watching you uh, racing that Venturini Motorsports car, and we were lucky enough last uh, two weeks ago to have David uh, Lanier on, and uh, he had all nothing but praise about you, Natalie.
0: Yeah, I have so much fun with the Venturini team, and I'm so excited to get back with them and go to Kansas.
2: Well, that's, uh, race number 20 for ARCA. That's kind of sad for us to see. We've done went through 19 and enjoyed them. Uh, Natalie, you, how many races have you actually raced in ARCA this year?
0: Um, I just went to Kentucky. That was my sixth race. So Kansas will be my seventh.
2: So you've got, you've got seven when the season's over. Uh, Natalie, i tell you, uh, everybody's following you. You're, you're uh, doing doing good, and you're bringing the car home in one piece, and that means a lot.
0: Yeah, that's usually the goal, you know, when you go racing that weekend. Um, for the whole time I was racing, it's been, training. my goal just has been to get a top ten and bring the car home in one piece.
2: Well, you've done that there, and Kentucky Rice just kind of jumped up on you real quick.
0: Yeah, it did. It was kind of a surprise. Um, I just got done racing my super late model at Toledo, and I got a call from Benarini saying they had the seat open in the 55 and would like me to drive it. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like I would love to do that, because it was kind of a good test to go to Kansas then, because I've never been on a mile
3: and a half before.
2: Well, Natalie, I'm going to throw you over to Mark. Mark, you're live with Natalie Decker.
3: Thanks, Rowdy. Welcome back, Natalie. We get to see you at the tracks quite a bit besides the ARCA races, so I have a feeling I know where you're going to be this weekend. Can you be in West Salem, Wisconsin?
0: Am I going to be in West Salem?
3: Are you going to be at Oktoberfest?
0: Yes, I will be there, but I will not be racing, sadly.
3: Oh, how come?
0: We do not have a crew ready for lacrosse, and the car is not ready to go. So we will not be racing. I'm really sad, but I'll still be there. I'll be supporting everyone and hanging out for the whole weekend.
3: Well, I know you're going to have a good time regardless. Uh, I'm sorry you're not racing, uh, and I'm sorry we're not going to be able to make Oktoberfest because we're going to be heading south to Winchester, and uh, I wish some promoters would get together because I enjoy both those races so much, and uh, uh, maybe we'll get to see you next year at Winchester in uh, Venturini car. Yeah, maybe.
0: That would be really cool. I went to Winchester when... I was probably a freshman in high school I think. So when I first went there I definitely wanted to come back and race there and I haven't been back since and I would love to be there with Ventrina, that'd be great.
3: Well this sponsorship together how how did how long have you had them and are they gonna be with you next year also helping you support your racing?
0: N29 came on board this year with Venturini Motorsports when I did that deal, and um, yeah, we're still working on stuff for next year with N29, and hopefully something really good comes up soon.
3: Well, we're hoping something comes up good because uh, there's uh, there's a need for uh, good racers, uh, be it male or female, and you're a pretty good racer, so and and you're. Uh, you're a very marketable personality, so we wish you the best of luck with that, Natalie. Thank you. And I think I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. Jeff, what do you got for Natalie? Thanks for being on the show. We'll talk with you at the racetrack soon, Natalie.
0: Thank you for having me.
3: Take Hi, her Natalie, away, How are you doing?
5: How you doing, Natalie? Thanks yeah. for being on the show tonight.
0: Uh, yeah, thanks so, for having me.
5: Do you uh, do you have any plans for next year yet, or is there anything uh, set in stone yet for Nothing you? Nothing
0: set in stone yet. We're still working really hard for next year, and hopefully, I can announce soon what I'll be doing and figure it all out.
5: Now, now your your runs in the ARCA series, you, you seem to be progressively getting your finishes seem to be getting better and better. You you think you might contribute that to to the getting more comfortable with the cars?
0: Yeah, getting more comfortable with the cars and even the tracks. All the tracks I've been to have been new to me. Um, Like Pocono, that was the biggest racetrack I've been on. And then I have never been to a mile and a half before at Kentucky. That was my first time doing that. Also, I went to Road America. That was my first road course I did. So it's a new car, new team, new racetrack, and it's just getting used to all of it.
6: All
5: right, Um, so what's your plans for the rest of the year? Do you have anything? Are you basically done for the year besides uh, the ARCA race in, in Kansas?
0: Yeah, I have that Kansas race, and then who knows, maybe I'll be able to go race my super late down south somewhere, maybe in Florida. I would love to do that, and probably after the race in Kansas, I'll work on something to see if I can go do that.
5: Any chance uh, you think you might make it to the Snowball Derby? Is that what you're talking about in the South?
0: I don't know if I'll do the Snowball Derby. Maybe I'll come watch. Um, But who knows? Maybe. You never know. Never say (laughs) never. All
5: right. Uh, Thanks for being on the show, and I'm going to turn you back over to Roddy now.
0: Okay, thank you.
5: (laughs)
2: I learned a long time ago, Natalie, never say never, because it'll come back to grab you by the hair of the head. Uh, We'd love to see you at the Snowball Derby. Natalie, will you take one call? I got a caller here.
6: Okay,
7: yeah.
2: All right, this is Nick Hearn. Hey, Nick, you're live with uh, Natalie Decker.
7: Hey, guys. Hey, Natalie. How's it going?
0: Hi, how are you?
7: Doing all right. Um, so <clears throat> I have a few rapid-fire questions, um, some racing-related, some just goofy and silly. You down okay. do some rapid-fire? Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I follow you on social media, Snapchat, Instagram. I think, I think you do have a very bright personality. Um, I'm very optimistic about your career. I think uh, it's not going to be a matter of if, but a matter of when you'll get to the Cup Series. So some of these questions it was with the idea of you getting to the Cup Series. So my first question is, um, what what's your favorite type of track to race on?
0: My favorite type of track, short track. Um, anything smaller than a mile, I love. But I'm going to learn to love the mile and a half. <laughs> um, so my favorite, definitely short track. Okay,
7: um, now when you do make it to the Cup Series, is there a particular track that you, you're you anxious to race on?
0: Um, Bristol.
7: <laughs> <laughs> like it. Um, uh, when you do make it to the Cup Series, what would be your desired number to run?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I've never even thought of what number I would love to be. Whatever number. I just want to be in a fast car. <laughs>
7: that's, that's a good enough answer. i got a few, few more questions here. Um, are you, do you favor more the left Twix or the right Twix?
0: Uh, left, because I turn left.
7: I figured that would be the answer. Um <laughs> Now, makeup on a boyfriend, how often does that happen? Is that like a a once-a-week thing, once-a-month thing? How often does that happen?
4: (laughs) Um,
0: it was a one-time thing. (laughs) One
7: time. (laughs) When I saw that, I was dying laughing. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, And then, um, now this last question you might have to put a little bit of thought into. It's a tough question, I think. But would I be be able to get the... uh, follow from Natalie Decker on Instagram yes you
0: will be able to get Sweet.
7: the follow <laughs> Sweet. and I'm I'm down here in Florida so if you come down to Florida at least let me know where you're racing I'll, I'll probably show up I'm not far from Citrus Speedway which I don't know if you know where that track is but it's become more and more popular here lately they've been doing a couple of uh big late model races and stuff like that but um yeah you ever come down awesome. to Florida? Well, I'm, wait, you I'm sure tell you'll post me your
0: Instagram, it. your Instagram name, real quick? Like, what's your
7: All right. So it's about? really easy. It's B U R D Man 14. Birdman 14.
0: B U R D M A N 14. Yes, ma'am. All right. I just awesome. hit the follow button. I just requested uh, it, so glad to accept.
7: <laughs> okay, definitely will. Um, I appreciate you participating in my rapid fire questions. I hope they weren't too hard on you.
0: They were fun. Thank you.
7: <laughs>
6: thank you. Good Nick. luck
7: in your uh, future endeavors. Thank you. Take so care, much. Nick.
2: Good hearing from you too. And uh, well, Natalie, I appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Nick. Natalie, he is a proud father of Holly May. And I think Holly May is just oh. over two two months old, and she's already watching racing. Yes. Oh,
6: that uh, is
7: so awesome. Holly May, she's just over three months. She just went to her first race uh, last weekend. Saw a hundred lap uh, late model race and loved every minute of it. Um, she well, tried when the cars weren't on a track, and uh, yeah, she she uh, we had the Xfinity race on this weekend, and she was just just uh, stuck and glued to the TV, which is pretty awesome. So um, <laughs> she'll be at Talladega. She'll be at Talladega in May. And uh, who knows, she might make it out there to the ARCA race in February at Daytona.
2: Sounds good, Nick. But I so can't right, wait fellas, to see You it. all
7: have a good one. Natalie, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And
7: Natalie, you off. know,
2: that's one thing, you know, it's, With Nick's daughter, my granddaughter, she's 11, and her goal is to be a uh, softball pitcher. She's out, she's at pitching practice tonight. You know, ladies, girls don't have very few role models, Natalie. And uh, that's one thing, you know, I I say thank you, being a role model to the ladies, the young girls. And Mark and Jeff and I have had the privilege to help put together and organize. Actually, we did it at Toledo and did it at Nashville, big brothers, big sisters. And the amazing thing of that little experiment there, there was more ladies and girls at the track than they was guys and boys coming to the race. And it, that's what we come away. More ladies and women are are interested in racing today than the, than the guys.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow.
2: So uh, Natalie, you want talk a little few minutes, uh, just, Talk about your sponsors uh, and uh, tell everybody where we can follow you on social media.
0: Yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram, which is at Natalie Decker, and Twitter is at Natalie Racing. And I also have a fan Facebook page that you can follow. Um, my Snapchat is Natalie04, and my sponsor for my for this year that I was racing Arca is N29. And they have helped me so much with getting involved with the ARCA series and even back home racing my super late. And then with working with Venturini, I wouldn't pick any other team. I love them so much. They're the best team out there. And racing with them and TRD, I I just can't be, like, so happy that I got put with Venturini and N29. It is, like, the best combination. And I can't thank I, my parents enough for supporting me throughout this whole journey.
2: Well, Natalie, County uh, Motorsports was a great pick. They're a great group of people. They've helped us every way that, they, that we've asked, uh, you know, as having guests on and offering any other kind of help. And Big Bill and his group, Tommy, they're all big on you. You got their support. And, uh, Natalie, we're looking forward to, having you on several more times and hopefully we'll get something going um talk about when you get keep us informed when you go south. Natalie keep us informed Yeah, when well, you, I you hope do.
0: I can. I hope I can go south. That would be great for a few races at the end of the year. You know, once it starts snowing in Wisconsin you can't we can't really race you super late anymore up here. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, there's that one late race that, that following at the Dells. Are you going to be there?
0: Um, I don't know. I'll have to talk with my um, my parents and N29 and see what they want to do after Kansas.
3: Well, hopefully I'll get to see you in the Dells because uh, that's where my family's from and we're going up for the race that weekend. So if you're racing or not, I'm sure you'll be around and we'll say hello.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you.
3: Well, thank, thank you, Natalie. And and are you ready for your first win with Venturini Motorsports? You know what the tradition is, don't you?
0: Yes, get kissed by Big Bill. I'm so ready.
3: Well, I wonder if it's going to be Big Bill's going to be different for him besides kissing a guy. So it'll be a nice change of pace for him, I bet. <laughs>
2: hey, he smiles whether you're a guy or a female. He's still smiling, so. <laughs> all the uh, guys Mills, cringe uh, about it Yeah he is Thank you Natalie And we appreciate you coming on tonight
0: Thank you for having me tonight
2: Hey looking forward we'll to you seeing you all Thank you
0: Thank you
3: Alright guys Wow Rowdy Uh Natalie's always such a good guest and, and, and a good sport. Uh thanks Nick for those great questions and, and and doing that rapid fire with her. That was that was neat. Uh they were good informative questions and uh it's nice to have fans call in for a change and, and do some of our work for us. We could be a little lazy, Rowdy.
2: I liked it. Thanks, Nick. No problem, man. So, uh,
3: Jeff Did We we may have lost Jeff for a few minutes uh, Go ahead, Roddy. Go ahead, Roddy. Oh, no, we didn't My mistake
2: I was going to ask you about uh, The Pro mods on the first one Do y'all know exactly where Sterling finished up? Uh
3: no, I don't, Rowdy. But he didn't finish the race. I know that. Yeah, I,
5: yeah. I think, I think he went out. With, I think he went out with some engine trouble.
3: Hey,
2: those guys raced a good race.
3: It was. Uh, they seemed to be battling gremlins all weekend, Rowdy, and uh, I think it just caught up with them finally at the end of the race, and they just weren't able to continue any farther. Because Jeff and I were watching them work on the car Saturday, and they were. Uh, At times, I wouldn't say exactly scratching their heads, but they were really chasing something in the car.
5: Well, even after he qualified, he actually pulled. After they when they put the cars in for impound, he ended up pulling the car out of line, and they started work on it then too. So he obviously had problems during qualifying. So that he pulled the car. Yeah, he
7: did. Did.
2: What uh, what about Duck River? Y'all said y'all went over there. They race super late models there.
3: They race that, everything what, at River everything, Rowdy.
5: Everybody.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you took the words out of our mouths, Jeff. Uh, it is probably the most out of the way racetrack I've ever had to go to in my life, and I've been to 133 different <laughs> racetracks. <laughs> uh jeff and i kept wondering where the the uh global device was going to take us next and we came around a corner on a hill and we looked down and here <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere is a racetrack and uh it's a neat little racetrack quarter mile high banked uh seemed to keep its moisture pretty good it, it, it got dusty but i've been to dustier racetracks and uh Jeff, they just kept pulling race after race after race out, didn't they?
5: Oh, they sure did. Oh, the, they had to. There were so many cars there, Mark. Not just the super late models. Between all the the, the series of racing they had, I mean, there were so many cars. We, I thought we were in Charlotte almost because we see when we go to Charlotte for the World Dirt Finals, you usually see about thirty some races a night, and it seemed it was just like that on a little smaller scale. I mean, there was race after race. They had them lined up, ready to go. I I loved the show. I thought it was a great show. That's my kind of show, when you have a lot of races and they just keep flowing.
3: Well, they were pretty good races, too. It it wasn't like it was, you know, runaway racing. And uh, the competition was good. The the stands were packed. Uh, I'm just amazed at this track, where it's located, had that many people there, had that car count there. And how do you get these big haulers in and out of there? I have no idea, Jeff.
5: We had a hard time getting a car in there. So it's making some of those yeah. turns.
3: Yeah, we were. Uh, there, there were times we were only doing fifteen, twenty miles an hour because of some of the bumps and the narrowness of the road. So it it, it takes a little to get to the track, but it was well worth the ride, no doubt. We we had a great time.
5: Oh, I had a great time. I would go back again. We're
7: going
5: we have to get get have to get Roddy there next year.
2: Well, that's what Mark said earlier. He said uh, if they're, hopefully they're running when Arca's back in there in April. If not, we're going to put it on the bucket list for the 400 again, the 34th running of the All-American 400.
3: Wow. We were just talking about the 33rd, and it's already over, Rowdy, and it doesn't seem like it is already.
2: Well, you know, hey, we're at race uh, number 20 with ARCA, and that's the end of the 2017, the end of the 65th running of the ARCA Racing Series presented by Bernard's guys. It's been an incredible year, hasn't it?
3: Rowdy, it just seems like the three of us were gathering for the opener in Daytona, uh, just the other, just last weekend. Uh, I, I just can't believe how quickly the season's gone by. And Jeff, you and I have seen a lot of ARCA races this year besides races, period. So, uh, we've had a good taste. We've seen it live. We, uh, we have a good idea what we're talking about.
2: Well, we had missed many races this year, guys. What y'all covered and, uh, the ones I've been to, I think we've all been together, so what are we going to miss? Five races out of 20?
3: Uh, no, four.
2: You know, I, we we talked about four. I didn't know if that was the total or what, but
3: Four that's races that we won the Rowdy Maglite Show will be on, will not be covering, and that's a sad thing, but uh reality sometimes, folks, reality sets in.
2: Well, we're going to work hard and change that next year and make it 20.
3: It's a good goal, Roddy. Uh We'll see what happens. Next year is next year, and we got to sit down and see what the schedule is going to be because it's going to be a different schedule next year. And we're waiting on that schedule, too. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, I'm not sure uh when it's gonna break out, but when Ron Drager decides it's the appropriate time, it will be the appropriate time.
2: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it myself, guys, so we can start planning.
3: yeah, it's a little bit like being in limbo uh you know there's there's the the set dates like you know the opener at Daytona and uh, after that everything's kind of a crapshoot we don't know where situations are yet and uh hopefully they're going to be uh uh another 20 or 21 race schedule and uh maybe a new track in there i think there is a new track in there they're going back to gateway uh the rumor has it roddy if we remember correctly
2: well you're right mark uh that's not a bad choice. I like you know, we got to cover the truck series at Gateway and uh Natalie was there and her uh late was that super late models at
3: what division yeah. was that guy? Yeah. That was the Arca Midwest tour and that's a super late model traveling tour.
2: And I didn't get to see her there. I mean we was busy over on the truck side and every well the two times we come over there she was busy doing her PR thing. So, you know, I like what we're doing, but it's work guys. You know, it it, it takes a lot of work, don't it? Jeff, well, Jeff's off right now, but to hustle down and and get the picture, get the story, what happened, you gotta, you gotta get moving.
3: You know, if, if anybody knows us and they've seen us at the racetrack, uh, it's not Jack Man, it's Jack Rabbit, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> he hustles, he runs, he goes and tries to get those pictures that you know everybody wants to see. So, uh, we're—I uh, think we're going to have to get him a photographer's vest next year, Rowdy. What do you think?
2: I'm—I'm I'm ready to put him in a orange or yellow vest, and let's—let's let's get him. Under yeah, I, I
3: under. registering for credentials next year. We're going to have to put him down as photographer.
2: Hey, Todd, we've been kind of busy this weekend. Yes, yeah,
4: some very wonderful pictures, gentlemen.
3: Well, some of well, those were mine, and a lot of them were Jeff. Yeah, I don't think I took a single picture all weekend. Uh, that was all Jeff, Todd, and uh, the majority of the time it is all Jeff. So uh, I know Rowdy took a few, but, the, yeah, the uh, the bulk are uh, the Jackman or the Jack Rabbit, whatever the case may be at that moment.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I thinking the Jack Rabbit should be the one sticking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I think Jeff can handle both of them, uh, no matter what the scenario is. Todd, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Uh,
4: getting more and more excited.
3: Have you been able to get all the arrangements worked out?
4: I do believe so. And matter of fact, at one thirty in the morning, which would be. Uh, probably midnight your time, I will be ordering my plane ticket.
3: Are you one of those night owls sometimes, Todd?
4: Quite often, quite often.
3: Uh Uh-huh. I had a feeling when you were talking about when ordering your ticket, what time you were doing it was.
4: Well, our time at... One o'clock in the morning is midnight your time, and that's when I get paid, so I will be instantly by one twelve say twenty your time uh-huh i will I will have my ticket in my hand.
3: well, we're really looking forward to seeing you Todd uh Jeff's making the trip with us also. So, uh, we'll we'll have the whole Rowdy Magdite crew together.
4: Well, it's going to be exciting to be able to finally meet everybody. And, Mark, I was talking to a lovely lady, and she asked me if you were coming, and I said yes. Miss Christine Cox.
3: Oh. Well... It's always good to be looked forward to. Um, uh, uh, will she be at the race?
4: Yes, she will be. Emily will be there also.
3: Well, we'll have to get together and say hello. I, I'm more than happy to do that. Well, right. listen,
2: guys. Right. Hey, Todd, I hate to bother you, but we got we go got ahead. our next guest come on, and then we'll when uh, Bob gets done, we'll go back. We got uh, another whole hour to go. Okay. All right, hang on, guys. Listen, hey, I'd like to welcome him back for the second time, getting us ready for the Winchester 400. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Bob Lemons. Welcome back, Bob. Hey,
8: glad to be be back, and uh, uh, always looking forward to uh, talking to you guys after that last time. I uh, got a lot of positive comments from people that knew about it and listened, and uh, just glad you guys put on a great show.
2: Well, Bob, you know we, we, the the story and the we take it as we go to the race and just hope we can remember to talk about what we did on the weekend because we, had, we it's, we're getting to that finer age.
8: Yeah, yeah, I think we all are. Uh, I just, I believe I just wrapped up my uh, rookie championship and at uh, fifty eight, I believe uh, that might be a heck of accomplishment. Uh, very lucky, I think, but. Uh, uh, you know that's just the way it goes sometimes. Well,
3: well then you you're... must be breaking the rookie record of Dick Trickle. Then congratulations, Bob.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I knew Dick, and uh, he he's a heck of a shoe to fill. Believe me. So <laughs> that 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 does kind of make me feel good.
3: Yep. You and Dick have a you know a, a longstanding uh, tradition with that rookie honor. So congratulations on that. Uh, it's well deserved.
8: Well, uh, that's a tough division. Uh like I said, they're uh, old Indy cars. No power steering, power brakes or nothing like that. They're just replicas of the old Indy cars with different motors and uh uh it it's tough to wheel one and uh the competition out there was pretty tough and uh we do uh first and foremost our main agenda is to put on a good show. That's what we want first and foremost and get the fans happy and uh, but we're all buddies, but like I said, once that gate opens up and we pull into the track, uh, all bets are off. <laughs> and that's the way it should be, Bob. Right.
2: Well, I was, I was looking at those Thunder Roadsters. That's a heck of a ride there, uh, Bob.
8: Well, they, uh, they're they very affordable. I mean, just to let the fans know, I hear people, they they, they look at our cars and they they are very pretty cars. Um, our division takes pride in that we bring nice-looking cars to the track. But uh, I mean, you can buy a used one for. Uh, I think a guy bought, bought one at the track uh, Saturday night for twenty-eight hundred dollars. And then, yeah, uh, and and that car ran. He ran the car Saturday night, and then uh, on the average, you can buy a used one for about five or six grand. Uh, uh, an average good one and you can buy a real good one for about 9 you can buy a brand new one for 15 8 so uh they're affordable uh they're easy to maintain you can pretty much work on it with a 5 8 wrench or less and uh you just get out there and uh y- you forget that there's a brake pedal <laughs> I
3: thought you really need it right
8: well we uh you don't need one at Winchester. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, that's for sure.
2: Well, yeah, Winchester's getting ready for the 400. I know uh Jeff and Mark said it that way this weekend.
8: Yeah, uh uh those guys uh know that they're already uh I think they're being welcomed already at the gate and they're not even there yet. And uh but one nice thing we kn- we already know that there's 35 cars and drivers coming so they can Uh, get their notes ready and uh, get ready to put down some stuff for next week's show because I think we're going to have a stellar field. I'm looking at the entry list now, and, uh, you know, there's always going to be some hot shoes there that that come down uh, from bigger series. But uh, I think the toughest competition is within that series. I mean, you have Dalton Armstrong, you have Kenny Tweedy, you have Rick Turner, uh, Johnny Van Dorn. Uh, Wes Griffiths Jr. and uh, the guy who finished second last year uh, Eddie Van Meter uh, I mean these guys have been racing Winchester a couple of them for decades so they know how to get around uh, previous pole winners in that division are within that division so you know that says a lot for it and uh, the hot shoes that come in you know we got Braden coming in Kyle Benjamin or some other guys are going to be running it uh it's it's going to be a stellar field and like last year's race was very competitive uh you know the three years before that eric jones uh won the race but it was still very competitive racing he didn't just run away it's hard to run away there in that series i mean you know those guys are so close together that it's just one heck of a show
3: it is and 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 i see that we're going to be uh well, at least as a driver saying goodbye to Rick Turner this weekend, but what a great place for him to go out at. And what a great event for him to finally make his final start in a, a super late model. Uh, what a class gentleman. And I just want to give a little call out to, uh, to Rick Turner. I've, I've enjoyed watching him through the years and I'll enjoy watching him as he brings younger drivers along and tutors them.
8: Yeah. I've known Rick forever. And, uh, uh, big shout out to a big shout-out to a guy that used to turn wrenches for him, a guy named Harry Hemmy who's no longer with us. He uh, had a, a long battle with cancer. Uh, Harry held, uh, with Rick, held world records at Winchester for late models and other divisions that he worked for Rick. He, he was primarily Rick's crew chief forever. and right. uh, And Rick won a poll with the 400, and... Uh, Harry wasn't with him at that time. He, he had, uh, basically retired, but Harry did show up and, uh, watched every race that Rick raced in and, and, uh, but Rick is a tough customer there. Uh, he's sort of like, if you watch the NASCAR race this weekend, Ryan Newman is a heck of a guy to pass. And we found that out yesterday that, uh, I think Chase found it out. And, uh, Rick's the same way. I mean, he's just not going to pull over and let you go by. If he's on the lead lap, you're going to have to fight him. And uh I think that uh, I wouldn't bet against him this weekend. I mean, he hasn't won the 400, but like you said, you know, finishing up his career and stuff, that may be give, give him a little motivation to get out front.
3: What a better way to go out uh than, than to pull that off. Uh He's going to have some stiff competition and, uh, uh, we were just in Nashville this past weekend and we saw Donnie Wilson win the All-American 400 and we know he's entered it in Winchester. So uh, I'm sure Donnie will give him a run for his money as a few of the other drivers you said are entered, Bob. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is one of the better fields we've had in a little while.
8: Yeah. Uh, Donnie out of Oklahoma city. Uh, uh, those Oklahoma drivers have had luck at Winchester. That was where Brady Bacon showed up and uh, Casey Kane sprinter, uh, Basically, uh, you know, what us pavement guys call dirtbaggers. He's a dirt guy. And uh, he showed up, and no one had him on the radar as being a tough customer at Winchester. And then he basically went out and won the race. So uh, 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 maybe I should get Brady. He lives in Winchester. Maybe I should get him out there Sunday and uh, uh, give uh, Donnie a little good luck. But I don't want to... Uh, let the other drivers think that I'm being a little uh, antsy here on giving someone else an opportunity to win that race because uh, i I I'll tell you, I think in that field, you know, there's going to be some guys at the back of the pack that, that aren't up to speed, but you guys know it, Winchester, anything can happen. Uh, I've told so many guys at the end of the field, and Eddie Van Meter started at the end of the field last year. And I remember I walk up to every driver before the race and, and thank him for coming to the track and give him a little advice. And I told Eddie just to make laps and try to stay on that lead lap. And he was two laps from winning it. So, you know, it, it's just uh, getting out there and, and trying to stay on the track is the main thing at Winchester.
3: It's a marathon. It truly is a marathon race. Uh, uh, when you're going that distance on a short track, uh Mentally, physically, uh, the equipment, uh, it takes its toll, and uh, you just never know.
8: No, you don't. And, uh, and, and, you know, to think about staying on track, and you look at the 89 winner, uh, which was uh, Bob Sineker, and uh, I'm looking here, I'm thinking I'm right. Uh, That was Butch Miller, it was 90. Bob Sineker came back after basically being retired and uh, not going to race that race anymore. And uh, I think some guys had put it out there that he was done and, and he couldn't compete, and he decided to show up with the car anyways and win it. And he's won a 400 with from five laps down.
3: No, so, he, he, I, I've seen some incredible. Well, uh, The year Boris Yurkovic won the race, he was two or three laps down with a car problem, and he was able to get back on the lead lap and win it. So, uh yeah, it's, uh, it's it has a long, strong history, Bob, as, as you well know, uh, and that's why we enjoy having you on the show.
8: Yeah, and, and, and you think about 400 laps at Winchester. I mean, I've run 30 laps at Winchester, and uh, the G-forces in the corners, the stress on your neck and head, even if you wear a head-neck restraint and you have everything in place in your seat, it's still throwing you to the right side of that car, and, uh, 400 laps, uh, it's, it sounds like a long, long race, but then again, you know, they, they, they can run it in about two, two and a half hours, uh,
3: it's a, it's just to, amazing how quickly those races can go by, isn't it?
8: Yeah, and I mean, and you look at Orca, the same way, I mean, a 200 lap, or you think, oh, it's, you know, we're going to be here all day, and if there's not a lot of yellows, boom, you know, you're talking 16 second laps, <laughs> So it doesn't take long for it to get over with, but Roger Holderman started this race in 1970. Him and Rex Robbins from ASA had that idea that uh, the only really stock car race ran at Winchester was uh, Lloyd Moore won the only NASCAR sanctioned as far as what what they call now uh, Sprint Cup, Xfinity Cup, whatever it is that they keep changing the names, but that's basically uh oh now it's monster cup isn't it (laughs) i forgot it's monster (laughs) uh yeah i mean they'd only ran one there and lloyd moore won it and i remember talking to him about it before he passed away and he said basically they had had a race at north wilkesboro i believe the same day and uh a lot of the guys went down south and some of them came up north and uh after that there were really other than the old Warren Roadster convertibles there had never been a, a stock car race run at Winchester so Roger had this idea to put a 400 lapper together and him and Rex Robbins thought they'd try it. Uh the track was basically an open wheel race track and they didn't a lot of the people didn't believe that the stock cars belonged there. But as you guys will see when you come in that this track has changed greatly with stock cars and that campground is packed we already have a lot of campers here they started to come in saturday morning a week and two days ahead of the event and uh yeah i don't know we're probably going to have 900 plus campers in the campground uh uh and i suggest if you get there early you take a trip through that campground because it is fun (laughs)
3: <laughs> I, I, I've been going to the to, to Winchester since the mid '70s, Bob. So yeah, I, I from past experience know about the uh, uh, the the uh, infamous partying going on at Winchester Speedway on 400 weekend. Uh, it takes it to a whole new level that people really just enjoy themselves.
8: Yes, and uh, I mean, it, it's it's almost you know you guys know racing is a family sport. And I mean that by the fact that the sport itself is a family. And uh, so many competitors will be out there camping. Uh, Competitors, uh, siblings, family, uh, past winners. Uh, I mean, it's just a great group of people there. And uh, I'll admit, running the campground, as I do sometimes, I... I get a little upset when you know I get phone calls at two in the morning that somebody's got fireworks going off and they're screaming and hooting and hollering and drinking moonshine. But uh, I tell them, you know, yeah, this is Winchester and this is what's going to happen today. Uh, so I said, just enjoy it and uh, try to get your two hours sleep, and we'll we'll take care of it when I get there at seven in the morning. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, I, I I remember well my my weekends at Winchester when, when we were able to go for the whole weekend. So, uh I miss those days.
8: Yeah, I I thought that uh before we get too far off base here, I I wanted to mention a couple things that uh, uh like I said Seneca, he he he's got to be the king of Winchester. Uh you know, all those 400 titles uh seven, Uber. Uh, five in a row. Uh, is just unbelievable here let alone to think eric jones won three in a row in, in the modern age yeah but you got to think who Seneca raced against i mean mark martin rusty wallace uh, kenny wallace butch miller mike Eddy, i mean these were the premier super late model drivers of their day and uh to think that Seneca could come out five in a row on top of them guys is just unbelievable. And then uh you know, of course Rusty shows up and, and kinda of spoils the show one year and and you and you look on through there as some of the names. I mean Mike Cope, uh, everybody who's followed racing at some time in life is known in that name, Tim Steele, uh a very young Mark Martin uh yeah. came came on the scene and uh I, people today tell me, you know, he is the gentleman's gentleman in racing, and I said, well, you didn't know him too well when he was younger, because Mark was one of the toughest competitors to race against at Winchester, and uh him and Mike Eddy got together one year leading the race, and basically took each other out. Uh, I, I can't say that I got close enough to know that they were mad at each other, but I know Mark had a little bit of a temper back then, and... uh but that's you know, like I said earlier, that's what racing's about. It's it's your friends until you get through the gate and uh and one that really stands out to me is uh if if you look at the records and you think, Wow, all these guys have done this but you look at two thousand and ten, uh that, that young kid named Chase Elliott shows up. Uh his exact <laughs> words Bill's exact words when he got there uh, before they they showed up Labor Day weekend, and and Chase didn't have that great a race. And uh, uh, after it was over, we went over and thanked Bill for bringing his uh, son over, and he was thirteen at the time. And uh, Bill stated, "He goes, if I had seen those banks and the speed of this track, I might have thought twice about bringing my thirteen-year-old son here." Uh, but then he shows up the four hundred uh, at fourteen and. Uh, he put on a heck of a show and it seemed like for a kid that this part of the area didn't really know who he was, uh, the fans just glued to him. And, uh, he really showed me, I mean, he still does. You see him on TV and he's so mature for his age, but you would have thought he was 28 at 14, the way he spoke, his ability to, to get along with the fans, uh, the fact that it didn't bother him that my trophy girls were all six foot tall and he was only about five foot two or three. Uh, it was kind of funny. And victory lane, I was asking my girls to take their heels off so that we could shorten them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, and, and then, uh, you know, the, the ringers have been in there. Kyle Bush showed up and Dave Strimmey. And, and Dave Strimmey probably stands out more than anyone because he is the only driver to win it from dead last. And uh, I just can't believe. He came from Charlotte believe. the night
3: before running the cup race, didn't he?
8: He only got 45 minutes sleep in between races and uh, started dead last. Uh, I think by lap 80 he had had to lead. So, uh, uh, you know, yeah, he I guess you could say he was a professional NASCAR driver. I don't know if that helps at Winchester because, like I said, the, the series that runs there, they run there – quite a bit over the years, so all them guys can get around the track. It's just that uh, Dave had a really nice car that day, and him and Kyle basically came and tested earlier in the year and set everything up, and uh, a lot of people don't know this. Kyle showed up, rented a Cadillac in Muncie at a rent store It was raining during testing, so... Uh, when it stopped raining we decided to go out and drive the track and his crew pit crew nascar pit crew got in the car with him and i guess was edging him just to see how fast he could go around there in a cadillac <laughs> and uh, he decided to hit the the outside wall coming out of two and scrape that car all up so uh to make a funny story really funny there was a uh, one of our county officers there and when kyle pulled in we looked at the damage, it was pretty severe. He goes, uh, you know, I can imagine that, that you were parked at Walmart and this little old lady sideswiped you, but she never stopped.
7: <laughs> and uh, Kyle kind of
8: laughed and, and said, no, I might just buy this, this car. So, uh, uh, yeah, even though those guys showed up and they are ringers, uh, uh, it just shows you that the best guy in the world can still hit that wall.
3: Oh yeah, and and a ringer is not always necessary. A ringer at Winchester just because of the track itself.
8: Yeah, uh, I've I've done a thousand laps around there in a street car, and when I got in there in a race car, it going through that gate, you get a big lump in your throat. You realize that that this isn't a game anymore. Uh, everything's for real. These guys uh, that you're racing against are professionals. They all know how to get around the track, and uh, I don't think a mirror at Winchester does you a whole lot of good. I've heard guys say, I, I know drivers that hate the mirrors at, in Winchester because if you look at them in the corners, you you can get pretty dizzy. Uh, the G forces are against you, and 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 really, you know, you guys have been there and and seen the lap times. Uh, you think it takes a couple seconds to look up in a in a mirror to see who's behind you or beside you. Well, you're halfway down the front or back stretch or through a corner in a couple seconds. So uh, I myself, when I'm racing here, I I do not want to look in my mirror. I don't look at it at all. I've heard that from 100 drivers, and then I know guys that said they need the mirror to keep people behind them. So uh, Winchester is what it is, and uh, like you said, there are guys that literally hate the place. And uh, Tom Bigelow told me years ago, if you don't like going fast,
3: don't run Winchester. Well, I, I've heard Winchester's had a lot of nicknames through the years. From, uh, I guess the one I remember is probably one of the most terrorizing tracks in the world to drive. Well,
8: it will, uh, you know, the banking's 36 degrees, uh, 55 feet wide, uh, nine on the front stretch, 11 on the back, uh, 800 feet straightaways. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It is a little terrorizing, especially when you go in a corner in the daytime and basically all you see is the sky. I mean, you know, you're only looking 15, 20 feet ahead of you.
3: And, well, uh, I think as a fan being in the infield so many times, it always amazed me as you're, as they go through the corners, you're looking at the number on the roof of the car, not the side of the car. Exactly. And, uh,
8: Not in today's day and age because they're going faster and stuff. But in the old days when guys would wreck in the corners, basically the cars just rolled down the banking, just end over end. I mean, it's it's you know just that steep a racetrack. It is the highest banked racetrack in the world. Uh, It is definitely the world's fastest half mile. And if anybody wants to argue with me at that, I'll I'll let them talk to Jijo Helberg. And uh, it is a uh, it's a quick track. true half
3: mile, too.
8: <laughs> it is a true half mile. Uh, the, the racing line is basically four feet from the outside wall. And when you're talking, it's 50 feet wide. You can see where you're at. <laughs> I mean, just figure that yeah. out. It's, <laughs> it's at the top. I know guys that have showed up there and thought they're going to run the bottom or the middle. And, of course, it shortens the way around. They think they can they can do it. And then all of a sudden, they notice they're four laps down within 20, 30 laps. Uh. If you don't want to get up there, then I understand it. Some people don't like, uh, going up that high and running that fast, but, uh, that's Winchester. That's the way it's always been. The banking was put in 1931 and it was put in for that reason. Uh, Frank Funk did state that he thought it was unfair. The car drivers would show up, get on the cushion coming out of four. And of course that makes a hill and you run down the hill and you win the race and, uh, he decided just to put in 36-degree banking. There's no rhyme or reason to why he picked that number, but it wasn't just Winchester. He had Dayton built that way. Uh, he helped with Salem. Uh, I mean, he just thought that that was a, a good way to make an even playing field for the, the guys that weren't from Indy back in that era. Uh, I think it's it's showed the same way with the stock cars. I think it's proven that... Uh, It makes an even playing field. A guy can show up with a halfway decent car and still run a good lap in qualifying, start pretty fair. And like I said, the secret is stay on that lead lap.
3: Oh, yeah. I remember a few years ago, I I made it to a CRA uh, sprint car doubleheader at Winchester and, uh, never seen the sprint cars run there and they were the wing sprint cars. And, uh, watch stock cars and just absolutely amazed no sprint cars went out and we're going about a second quicker a lap i couldn't believe it bob
8: yeah yeah it was it was neat in the old days to watch the sprint versus the supers
3: uh with the super
8: modifieds running against the stand-up sprinters uh mark alderson won the poll one year in a stand-up sprinter and uh I looked, I remember looking at the front of the field, and, and it was neat to see all them cars mixed together with the motors way off to the left side on the Supers and the <laughs> Sprinters sticking their pipes up out of the middle, but it amazed me that the Sprint car guys, there were more of them at the front of the field than there were the, the Supers, and uh, a Sprint car there without a wing is fast and scary, and I know Jojo Helberg holds the world record at 142 average, 44 average, Uh, but, I I mean, that's pretty much what he was doing the entire time around the track. I mean, they are wide open to the floor, and the only thing that really slows them down is just the G-force in the corner, where I had Ryan Newman, and I believe this was in 2003, I had Ryan Newman with a radar gun. We were standing on that uh, tower that stands in turn one for the photographers, and me and a sheriff were standing down there and had radar guns, just noticing what they were doing. And we had Newman at 156 down the straightaway in a non-wing sprinter. Wow. And I I asked Johnny Vance, who owned the car at the time. I walked down the pits, and I went, I showed it to him. We kept the light on for it. And and Johnny goes, don't tell him.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> I
8: went, what? And he goes, don't tell him he's going that fast. He'll slow down. So we didn't tell him until after the race was over. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a massive speed track, and that's basically the best way to put it. If you want to go fast, show up. Uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of guys come in, run one lap, and leave after practice because they, they just didn't like what was happening there. And, uh, uh I can understand it. I really can, and I—I'm I, one of them. I'm a driver. I believe now that if someone doesn't want to be out there with you guys going that fast, then they—they—they they, they need to leave. Uh, we don't want them out there.
3: No, no, that's—that's that's, uh, you, you. Either you either do it or you don't at, at that point, and uh, it just—it just. It just Every time I go there, it just amazes me that the speed, whatever the car that's running uh, happens to be doing, uh, they're so quick there. It's it's fast and quick, unlike a a lot of short tracks where it's just quick. This this is fast. And
8: uh, on the, on that, I'd like to put on. I mean, you got to remember this. This CRA Super Series is, I think, one of the premier super late model series in the country. Uh, they have sent a lot of drivers up to that big league and to ARCA. And, uh, you know, it's nice to know Mason Mingus is showing up this weekend. Uh, as definitely. I'm looking down, down the list here, I mean, of course, Dalton Armstrong. Uh, a name that I would not be surprised if he does really well is Hunter Jack. Uh, this kid definitely knows how to wheel a car, and he's he's got some experience over his shoulder helping him out. His father uh, was
3: quite the driver wheel man himself.
8: Yes, that's who I'm talking about. And then you got got uh, Travis Braden, of course, for Kyle Busch Motorsports.
3: Uh, we mentioned Rick
8: Turner. Uh, Jack Dossie. I mean, <laughs> he almost got a win there here a while back. So uh, I-, I wouldn't bet against him either. And I- I'm just looking at this entry list, and it's 35 strong right now. And, of course, we're going to have some minglers, you know, show up that don't want to announce that they're coming. Uh, a lot of guys like to do that. Uh, I don't blame them, and that kind of gives you a little edge, I think. But Kenny Tweedy, who has won numerous races at Winchester and is a really tough customer. Uh, you mentioned Donnie Wilson. Uh, uh, and and then, uh, you know, you, you look at some of these. Wes Griffiths Jr., what a guy. He can drive anything. And then you got Jeff Burton's son, Harrison, showing up. Uh, Kristen X is going to be there. Noah Grixen. Uh, once again, that's another Kyle Busch Motorsports car, uh, Trevor Knowles, there, there's another guy. Uh, we mentioned Eddie Van Meter, of course, Travis Braden, like I said, and, uh, Dakota Stroop. There's another guy that you never know what's, what he's going to do when he gets out there. He, he could show up and all of a sudden have a rocket. So we're going to have a heck of a race. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a lot of fun all weekend. You got a lot of championship divisions finishing up that weekend. Uh, Friday night, you got the uh front wheel drives and of course we're going to have the run for the gun over the weekend with the super or with the uh, modified series. Uh of course the winner of the 400 gets a, a Winchester rifle. Uh that is a prized possession. Uh believe me, I know well, all the guys that have won those unique. rifles.
3: One of the Do more unique uh, winners uh, trophies that I, I can imagine, uh, Bob. It's really a uh, really cool, thing and appropriate for the track. And
8: uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. That was kind of a uh, RJ Scott and uh, Charlie got together, and that was kind of an idea they came up with. Uh, what a great idea! I mean, you know, I, I really do. Uh, I work with Kirk Doherty at the track on getting these trophies. Uh, we're very adamant about and we started about three years ago about a trophy at winchester should mean something more than a piece of plastic so uh like the thunder roasters their first race there the division i run in was a replica of parnelli jones's car on a a pedestal and uh, marble and uh, it was just you know the 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 trophy was not a 12 dollar trophy and then uh uh the world stock car festival we actually looked up and and found some old school globes uh and we thought this would be a great idea and uh john robbins who's won races there and a couple other guys uh louis Meyer's great grandson won labor day and he won that trophy so he took it to indy and he's an indy lights crew chief so he thought he'd show it off to his indy lights guys when they had a little meeting and uh all the drivers, and they wouldn't know how they could get a race at Winchester because Winchester gives away nicer trophies than what they get on their circuit. Uh, It's just something that we do, and and the whole weekend is built around the 400, but every individual night there will be champions crowned, and, of course, the JEGS champion, I think, is crowned that night, Uh, and that will be a heck of a race. It always is uh It's just gonna be a weekend of of if you if you like racing and I mean you just bleed it, this is the weekend to show up because uh, and I'm not saying that because I work there Charlie's told me to sell the race I'm saying this because this is pure racing adrenaline uh some of these guys we all know will be bumping bumpers at 120 mile an hour on the straightaways and they're going to do anything to win that trophy or to win that championship and i think this is the way it should be done uh i'm not a flat track guy i don't like going to flat tracks and racing i went to a couple this year and raced and i just like speed i like to see cars go fast i don't like seeing brakes being used uh we wear bumpers for a reason on our cars. They're supposed to be used, and I know they're going to be used this weekend at Winchester. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it doesn't pay to be out front, but uh, I know that this is going to be a great weekend, and like I said, the camping, uh, having you guys there is going to be a lot of fun. I, I hope I can spend some more time with you guys. I'm, I'm pretty busy. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to avoid anyone. It's just that I have nine people yanking on my collar, and, and I enjoy that. Uh, that's what I live oh, yeah. for.
2: Yeah, we understand that, Bob, too, because I, I can understand it.
8: Yeah, it, it, it I, is. The, go ahead. Yeah, I,
2: I, when you said that, it's, when we get done and spend a full day at it, I'm like, dude, we didn't even cover half the people we needed to see today.
8: Yeah, it, it's it's tough. And that, that event brings so many people out. Uh, I don't know how I do it. I, I get out in the campground, and I – I know that campground better than I know my home address. I can tell you where every spot's at, <laughs> and even though we've done reserve camping and some of the the people have changed of where they're at, I pretty much know almost everyone in the campground. Uh, you think nine hundred campers, sometimes eight nine people to a camper—that's unbelievable. I don't know how I do it. I really don't, but uh, I think what helps is I got a guy help me. I work with Donald Davidson out of Indy. And uh he's given me a few secrets on things on how to remember people or numbers or events, and uh boy, what a guy to learn from i mean <laughs> uh and uh even though Donald's up there now, I think he's seventy seven or seventy eight he uh I still go to events with him. We were in Dayton about a month ago, and I had twenty people telling me, "Oh, we got a question to stump him with and I told him I said, "Well, good luck." <laughs> and uh, he he answered every question and uh some of the guys look at him just amazed that he can still do it but yeah uh, i I would love to spend time with everybody there that comes to the track especially media wise because i I like the history and and give them history but you know it, it is what it is i love the job i like being at work i like moving i don't like standing still too long uh You guys know if you see me there, you'll see me by the gate, and then within three or four minutes, I may be in turn three, and I don't like golf carts or four-wheelers or go-karts. I like walking, and uh, I just know shortcuts around the track on how to get where I need to be. But still, I've had a couple interns say they wanted to work with me, and usually after 45 minutes, they they just quit and leave the track. They're like, this guy's nuts. Uh, I had a a college kid from Earlham that, I uh, wanted to be a uh, TV broadcaster and learn announcing, and Charlie said, just hang with Bob. And, yeah, 45 minutes later, he told Charlie, he goes, that guy's insane. Said, he said, he, he walks 100 miles an hour, and he doesn't tell me to come on. He just leaves. And Charlie goes, well, I told you to stay up with him, and, and the kid left. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm i not trying to be rude to nobody. It's just that when someone needs something or I think something needs addressed. That's what we do. And, and it's not just me. Kirk's the same way. He does that. Uh, Charlie, when he was moving better, uh, he, he's had some problems with his legs this year, but uh, he, I've had trophy girls trying to keep up with him and not be able to do it. They're like, uh-huh. man, for for a 70-year-old guy, he gets around pretty good. And uh, but But the trophy girls do seem to follow Charlie. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but they seem to follow him. Uh, I guess it's because he's a track owner, and, and that that goes with everybody likes his track owners. I mean, I wish I could spend a day just following Ron Drager and learning what he knows. Because exactly. I've been to Toledo Speedway. What a beautiful surface. I love that racetrack. I, I I had a, a the Anderson Speedway owner this weekend tell me that he thought Anderson was the greatest track in the world, and he looked up and seen my uniform. And he goes, well, Bob may not agree with that. And uh, I told him, I said, hey, since I started driving, I found out Winchester is not the only racetrack in the world. So, uh, you know, those track owners, they put so much out there. And Charlie does. He's been committed to this race since he bought the place. (sighs) Open wheel was stellar events at Winchester. But now this is the stellar event. This is the track's main race that we work 364 days a year putting together for that one day. And uh, we want to make sure that the fans enjoy it. We want to make sure that the media gets to see who they've come to see. And uh, Charlie does have, I should put it out there, if you're sitting in the first section of uh, of the south end of the bleachers this year, uh, it's going to be brand-new aluminum. They just installed it this week. Uh The rest of the track will be that way next year. Uh, It is going to be a lot better seat for the fans. Uh, It's going to be safer for everybody because, you know, everybody knows what wooden bleachers can do. And uh, Charlie has really went out of his way to make sure that this, this track is not only the fastest half mile in the world, but for the fans, it's the safest. Kyle Busch said we have the safest catch fence that he's ever seen. Uh, and Charlie built that catch fence himself. Uh, that's amazing that that he knows what he's doing.
2: Well, safety's first, and I'm sure Kyle has seen it. That You know, I, you need it there, too, don't you, with the speeds that you got?
8: Oh, yeah. Uh, you definitely got to worry about definitely, you know, especially on that front stretch. Uh, uh, you've seen what happened to Michael Waltrip at Bristol. I. Definitely seen that happen. Working that gate at Winchester for years, that that uh, uh even though that's a very heavy gate and it's huge and it's immense piece of metal, when you got a a 2,800 pound car doing 120 plus mile an hour, you know it, it can bend like butter. And uh Charlie did that was th- that old gate that had been hit so many times, and I don't know how our maintenance man ever straightened it out because it kept shutting. Uh, that he put that new gate in. And I, I told the guys that work the gate now that they ought to feel lucky that, that that's a safe gate now. Uh I'm not saying that a car can't get through there. Anything can happen. But uh, it would take a lot for a car to, to get to the other side of it. And then the catch fence has been extended. It, it's, it's probably a good six feet longer than what it was before. And it didn't bend, it actually bent the wrong way before. Charlie's bent it now out into the track so that if something does fly off or go up in the air, it's gonna be caught. And uh, the bleachers, of course, are, are set back a little ways like they should be at a track. Uh, uh, I'm glad the, the the tracks from the old days had, I mean, Winchester is one of them. They're basically catch fence was a picket fence. And the bleachers sat right against that picket fence in the old days and i've got pictures of 12 to 15 year old boys sitting with their legs through that picket fence as the the what back then was the indie cars went by uh i look at those pictures it just gives me cold chills <laughs> but yeah uh, uh definitely uh, Kyle when he say stated that it made charlie feel good but it just it had as a fan i would feel like wow that that tells me a lot about the place
2: safe to be at well, what times the gates open? How can they follow it?
8: Uh, to find all the info, go to winchesterspeedway.com or our Facebook page because I'll be honest with you, I work at a racetrack, and you guys know at a racetrack, those those times and dates can uh, change by the minute uh, on what's going on and how how the show's going to go. I believe the gates open on race day at 9 a.m. Uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, Friday, I you know Friday we don't start too early because there's a lot of people at works on Fridays. Uh, I believe the gates open at three, and then Saturday I'm guessing the gates are going to open at ten a.m. Uh, of course, uh, racing every night. We got some really good singers showing up. Joy Carter, who sang at Toledo, Eldora. She sang all over Ohio. Uh, does a very Friday she's singing. She does a very traditional national anthem, I compare and I, I know some of our listeners won't understand this the younger ones, to Ethel Merman a very distinct voice and then uh, a girl named Tammy singing Saturday Night she is a heck of a singer a very pretty girl and then we have Amber Thornburg coming Sunday who I think should have probably been on uh, a country and western tour somewhere singing, she's that good uh, and of course we'll have the Winchester Speedway Barbershop Quartet there. Uh, If you like hearing back home again in Indiana, uh, that's what they're going to be putting out there. And then, of course, after the show Saturday, Friday night, we'll have disc jockeys in the uh, little barn there they have by the track. Uh, It's going to be a heck of a night of partying. Uh, You won't see me there because I don't party. (laughs) Uh, But it is a good Time, I hear. I uh, used to go in the old days. Saturday night, we have a live band fully loaded. Uh, they are a local band, but that's who the fans requested. So uh, not our local fans. It's what the 400 fans requested, so they're going to be there. And uh, I know the bartender. Uh, I've talked to her every year after these events, and she always tells me that, you know, sometimes she doesn't get to bed till 4 in the morning, and then she has to be back out there and work the next day. Uh, but she doesn't mind it because I think the tips are pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's going to be a weekend of fun, racing, uh, good times. Uh, I would like to put out there, uh, uh, I am a veteran. Uh, I'm not trying to get political on you guys, but, uh, I don't think you'll see anyone kneeling or setting during our national anthem. Uh, and I hope I don't because I will probably get very, uh, upset about it, uh, I also would like to send out my condolences for that horrible, horrible incident in Las Vegas that happened. Uh, uh, those people need people beside them, whether it's just listening in the ear or right there physically. Uh, it's a tragedy of what's happened out there, but uh, let's just keep in our mind that uh, we we all need to be safe, and uh, we live in a free country and uh, I think the men and women that fight for us are second to none. Uh, I have a lot of race car drivers that are heroes, but anybody that stands in a uniform in front of me is a hero, and we have a lot of people that do that.
2: Amen. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. It takes a different person to put their life in the hands. Jeff's got a son that's in the service in the Navy now, so uh, thanks, Bob, and hey, Let's do this again after this is over with. When kind of dust kind of settles, uh, we'll talk about the 400.
8: Yeah. Uh, I got a feeling we're going to have a lot to talk about because I've already talked to some drivers, and uh, I, I I can't pick a winner right now. I just think that there's probably out of the 35 that's entered, there's 24 cars that could end up in victory lane, and that's just 24 cars are capable of it. Uh, Like we said earlier, something crazy can happen, and it may be a guy from the back of the field. Uh, I think Eddie Van Meter is really motivated (laughs) after last year. So, uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, get back together, and uh, we'll uh, talk about who won and uh, everything else that happened and see if uh, Mark and Jeff uh, survives the weekend.
2: All right. Thanks, Bob. Enjoyed it.
8: Yeah, and uh, you guys have a good week. Enjoy your show, and I'll be sitting here listening to you.
3: All right. Thanks we a lot. We will be seeing you this weekend Rob, there, Bob, and uh, looking forward to it.
8: Uh, I'm challenging you guys to to know, one know if you two guys think you can eat a whole sugar cream pie. I can. Ooh. Uh, I
3: bet Jeff <laughs> I, I, could. I'd give it I, a heck I, of I'm a put, try,
6: though. I, I'm putting my money on Jeff.
8: Well, Winchester <laughs> is... Winchester is the home of Wix Pies, whose mom invented the sugar cream pie, and it's our state pie in Indiana. But uh, I plan on bringing Boys a few the track. Tried, Bob. Well, I'm going to bring a few of the track. I'll make sure that I have one in the VIP room for you guys.
3: Oh, thank you. That, that's above and beyond. Thank you okay. so much.
8: Okay, I'll let thank you guys go. You.
3: Thank you, Bob.
8: Okay, thank you guys. Hey, have a good night. You too, Thanks, buddy. Bob. Okay, bye-bye.
2: And y'all headed that way, guys. That's the best part.
3: Y'all going to get, get tied, the besides part of much better than that, Rowdy.
2: Hey, but let me tell you this, guys. I'm going to go back there into the room where I hung my tire, and it's going to smell like a garage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy.
2: Uh, I'm I'm going to, guys. It it, it looks nice on the wall. It looks nice on the wall. I had Jeff on mute somehow. Well, listen, guys. uh, The bad news out of tonight is our show stopped at one hour and i couldn't stop bob so i just let him go on oh yeah boy. I, I i was breathless too when it goes 90 seconds and i'm like what the so i done text over and told him we needed 2 hours while listen we're going to get bob on after that's over pretty quick Within the next two three weeks, three weeks after uh yeah, we'll have him on a couple weeks after the last ARCA race, and let okay. him and we'll just we'll set the host he he could do a whole show he could do it an hour
5: he did well, he, he could just, just did he just sit here and listen, I just drove the
2: whole way home from work i well, listen, I texted over Donny this I texted Donny and told him. We were having technical difficulties, which we are, and uh, that I was sorry that it happened, but uh, I sent that over first, and then I sent him another little message. Let's see what I sent him.
5: So, nobody can hear us right now, right?
2: Uh, just Don and Todd's on here, nobody else can hear us.
5: Yeah, okay.
2: Hey, yeah, it, it's the the show's over with. I just hadn't hung up. We hadn't all hung up. It won't if you hang <laughs> up. It, if you hang up, it won't redial you back in.
6: Okay. okay. I, just like we got we got some time without Nick taking pictures of that baby. Don, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
5: hey, hey, Don! I love you, Don.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. Natalie can't talk for
2: giggling, giggling so much. Well, that's why she's on here. We got to have her more too, guys. Because I, I won't <laughs> listen. She's going to draw the numbers. We need to have her on after the after the Kansas race too, and let her get some talking in. She needs to do. She needs to yeah. practice some more with us. Yeah, she,
6: she does. but she survived. She did there. better
5: on, on our earlier shows.
2: Yes, yeah, I think so. If it hadn't have been for Nick coming up with that little bit, I mean, it was pretty. That I, I was that I was that was good.
3: That was no, Nick, Nick saved the day on that one. Well, he
2: had told me the next time that she come on, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to call in and I told him that we were going to try to have her on within two or three weeks. And then uh, when they committed, I went ahead and texted him and he called me today. And and I kind of told him what, where we was at on it one time and everything. He says, well, what I'll do is do a little and make sure that, We ain't going to do no hating on her. We don't need no hating.
3: No. Where's Todd? I'm
6: here, Don. How are
3: you? Yeah, I'm I'm good,
6: buddy.
4: You got to get your tickets tomorrow, right?
5: What's that? You got to get your tickets tomorrow, right? The
4: third? I'm getting it. Actually, I'm. And my time is one fifteen in the morning. I will have my tickets in my hand. Okay. Well,
2: well, listen, well. Todd. What What day are you gonna to try to come in to tell, to the airport?
4: Uh, on the twelfth.
7: That's Thursday.
2: You won't know the time till you book the flight, right? No. I-
4: I already talked to Don, and my plane actually comes in at your, at that time there at 1, I think it's one forty. Did I say, Don?
6: I think that's what it was, One forty our time, Rowdy. Uh, central so put, time. Central time, yeah.
2: Well, all right, guys. And Anybody got wearing, anything?
4: I'll be wearing my uh, Roddy Maglite shirt, so uh, uh, you won't be able to miss me. <laughs> I
3: hear you.
4: We'll find well, you,
3: Todd.
6: Yeah, they'll they'll miss you if I don't go get you. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I had to put the thumb out. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people that goes that flies in on Thursday, going to the race too.
4: Well, uh, technically I can play <laughs> in any day. It, it doesn't matter. So whatever is good for Don is
6: good for me. That's good. I don't need to get down there too early.
2: No. I'm Thir- gonna be there Thursday. I'm trying to get there Thursday too. That's the game plan. That's what I'm working with. Yeah. The Chi-Town go. deal.
3: We'll, yeah, we'll be stop. in sometime Saturday up. morning.
6: What? Saturday morning?
3: Yep. Jeff's got to work.
6: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, we
3: know how that is.
6: I got to stop by... Um, Carpet daddy, pick pizzas up and go fatten up the damn security guy. So, There's
2: the bribe. The bribe's on.
6: Yeah, yeah. I got to fatten Johnny up, like he he could probably miss a meal or two. But they uh, got to get our bribe out. All right, guys.
2: The game plan. Y'all headed to Winchester to the four hundred. We are. Okay.
6: Right.
2: Yeah. Right. Yes, sir.
6: My hole. You need me to take that big box down there?
2: I don't know, uh, Don. I think I got. I think I got that took care of. Oh, okay. I hope so. I th- it's supposed to. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't we think Bart's not coming till uh, Sunday. I don't think because Dale and Susie can't make it because Dale's eyesight's. He's having a problem with his eyes. Yeah, he's scared to drive out
6: Yeah. Let Susie drive.
2: Or she can sit up there and tell him which way to go.
6: Yeah, yeah, left, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good thing.
2: You know, uh, Jeff, Jeff, that's the only bad thing about a big motorhome is, I tell you, you know, that's hauling a lot. That's a big rig going down that freaking interstate.
5: Oh, I know. Yeah, especially
6: his. Yeah, I mean that's a monster gonna, son of a gun. I know. Who's gonna who's gonna schedule eye surgery on the freaking Talladega weekend? He's Man.
2: not having eye surgery, he's having some kind of problem with his eyes. He, oh.
6: he got he, oh. he
2: had he had an eye injury when he was young and he don't know if that's reoccurred. Or oh, okay. something's I going on know. different he's diabetes. He don't know if it's from his eyes. So he's really got a problem here with diabetes and eye problem.
6: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, they go together. Yeah. Right. I guess Christy will be down Sunday too then, right?
2: Yeah, and I think she's bringing the kids.
6: Oh, okay, all right.
2: Yeah, I think they're all coming Saturday or Sunday morning.
6: Okay, all right. Alright, uh, that'll work.
2: All right, guys. I hate it. I mean, I
6: really so did do. I respond,
5: don't... Did Donnie Wilson respond to
3: you?
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did.
3: We gonna have him by next week.
2: That's what I say. Let's just try to plan to have him next week. Okay, if y'all well, see, the... it, hey, if y'all see him, y'all tell him what happened. I mean, or just tell him we just I won't, you know, we'll see
3: him? You know, Definitely, see yeah. him. We'll just, we'll come up and talk to him.
2: Yeah, tell just him I mean,
5: technical difficulty.
2: Yeah, just tell him something. We we lost we lost half of another guy. We got the first part in, and it went dead on us. That it hadn't happened, but once before. So technical I,
5: difficulty. Just leave it at that. I,
2: that sounds like a plan to me. Uh, yeah.
3: Don't Alrighty, we'll take make care make of anything. that. We'll take care of that. No problem.
2: Well, you know, listen, guys, I'm looking at this. What we're doing now is way Earl got me in the gate at ARCA. And guess what? We're flying now. So I'm looking at this where we're at right now is we're up and running and we're flying now. And, Sometimes you got to fly away. So let, yes, let's you just, do, Rowdy. We're just going to make this happen. If I, I hadn't heard back from Tim. Let's just see what happens. I don't know All why right. if he just made a mistake and didn't put two hours in there or what. But we've been going an hour and ten minutes the last couple of shows. So. Is that Tim to say that
6: screwing our schedule up?
2: No, Tim, I think, no, it's not Tim making it, but Tim, Scott, can get a hold of Steve or Tim can go and put it back on where it needs to be.
6: I'll give him a hard time. He's not well, coming to Talladega.
2: They're not. You know it? No, they're not. he's sick and have hip surgery.
6: Ain't nothing wrong with his hip. We would push him around the a wheelchair.
2: Uh, well, there you go. You
6: mean they're going to miss Dale Jr.'s last race.
2: That's what he said.
6: I'm, I'm shocked with that. You know as big a fan that uh, Suzanne is. Yep, she's yep. Sure. Yeah. I can understand, though. Suzanne's done blowed that hip out of joint. Yep. Well, all right, guys.
3: All right, I All right, appreciate it. it. I'll All talk right to right you right tomorrow. Yep. All right, fellas, see All
5: right, everybody
3: have a good night. Bye-bye. Go in the
7: room
5: that <laughs> rubber. Go in <into> the <laughs> room smell
6: that rubber. That's <laughs> where I'm headed. <laughs> Get a
2: rubber high. I got a I got a
6: few tires out in my garage. Yeah, they
2: ain't the same. These are general tires.
6: I got some good years out there. They will lay rubber down.
2: Hey, this <laughs> has even got that this has even got that Pocono on it.
6: I got one with the interliner ended out there. Yeah, me a speedway tire.
2: So is that car that that O six car, the black one sitting in Wayne's yard? Yep.
6: Yeah, that's uh that's uh, what was his name? Corey's old car that Wayne got off of it. Yeah, yeah. That didn't. They didn't have the roof flaps in it, and he put roof flaps in it. Right. Yeah, that's all Corey's
2: right. old car. All right, fellas, I've got to go in here, check all on right. checking on, and uh, grab my whole ham and Wayne. cheese.
6: Wayne, well, you probably stole it pretty cheap.
5: I'll see you later, right. buddy. I'm off.
2: Bye, bye, y'all.